Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, I have a favorite on the show, Tanya Stewart. She's an amazing woman who coaches high achievers and alpha women to success without struggle. You can check her out at fearlessfocuscoaching.com. Um, a lot of ways you can connect with her. She is also someone that has entered the paleo primal world and is wanting to intersect some of these things. So we're going to talk to her about a bunch of different stuff and really give some tips on how to kick ass in this world. Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Elle. I'm so excited to be here today. Let's talk first of all, because you started your own law firm. You dealt with some real high conflict resolution stuff and was known as like the happy divorce lawyer, which is an oxymoron. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, let's talk about your history in just business before you started on the path to discovering primal and then becoming a coach. You know, what's funny is that I look back and I had that high stress lifestyle. So I was eating the wrong foods. I was carrying the extra weight. I had the knots in the shoulders. I had the marriage that wasn't working, but looked fine from the outside. I had the business that was bringing in lots of money, but was bleeding money. I had all of the outward trappings of success, but I wasn't happy. That's when I knew something had to change. I had to get myself back on track. And of course, one of the areas that I had to get back on track was my food. And one of the things that everybody in the paleo world knows that, you know, honestly, you are what you eat. It's just true. And your ability to process stress, your ability to be fast, your ability to be sharp, your ability to be cognitive alert and ability to look younger is completely connected to the food that you're eating. I actually look younger now than I did about 10 years ago. I always say that too, and I know it sounds braggy to the audience, but look us up because um, you won't. I mean, I, I'm feeling pretty good about the anti aging effects of what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely true. I mean, people look at me and there's, you know, I, I actually, it's, it's funny. Women are supposed to hide their age and I am just constantly with this. Actually, I'll be 45 soon. And people are like, what? And they look at me and I'm like, dude, it's, it's how I'm living, it's how I'm eating, it's how I'm living my life without struggle. That's why I look this way. Tell us about some of the struggles because the high conflict resolution stuff is some real negative toxic energy. So tell us about that moment too. And you also got out of a marriage as well. So can you just relive that? Like, okay, stuff needs to do a 180. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, how it happened to me is I was talking to a friend of mine from college I hadn't seen for 10 years. And, you know, you're doing that overview. It's like, hey, you're catching up. So you're telling them about your life. And what's crazy is I'm sitting here telling them about my life. And in the corner of my head, I realize I actually don't really like my life. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, happy. man, ouch. I was yeah. like, wait a second. And I'm telling the story. And the more I'm telling the story, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not really happy with how I weigh. And I'm not really happy with the amount of effort I'm putting out. I mean, yeah, you can make multiple six figures, but there's a hard way and there's an easy way. And I was doing it the hard way. 
um, everything about my life was just kind of not working. And it's like it had this like a veneer or a sticker or something covering it that kept me from looking at it. And when I started to talk to my friend for the first time, the truth just came up and out of me. And when I just laid it all bare, I realized everything had to change and I was responsible for fixing all of it. Oof. How did you run into the concept of paleoprimal in terms of health and changing that part? You know, I, as a, and I'm an alpha woman. So, you know, an alpha, if you're listening and you're wondering if you're an alpha, it's pretty obvious. I think. To the, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. L is an alpha. There it is. I just defined it there. L alpha. We you got it. Are. Okay. You're talking about a woman who is assertive. She can be aggressive. She's feminine. She's smart. She's badass. If you need something done, you're going to call an alpha. So here I am. I'm in this uncoached alpha state. So I'm going to research this thing to hell and gone. So I researched everything I could find. And you know, what kept singing out to me about pay and actually specifically about Mark is it just felt like the truth. Like it just, it just transcends everything for you to sit and realize how is it that I think I can eat differently than my body has been biologically adapted to eat over thousands of years and get away with it. Makes sense. It's, it's really, it's the beginning of the, the lie. It's like, you're actually lying to yourself. When you are eating the sugar and you realize that thousands of years ago, people had sugar for like, I don't know, a month when the honey right. was around. One, one blueberry patch, which so was, you know, listen, ate- if you've ever seen a blueberry bush, it's kind of brutal right. to collect uh, five handfuls of them. <laughs> it's not as- yeah, I've actually tried that. And yeah, no, that didn't work well. So... <laughs> You, so you see what I mean? You, you, you sit here and you realize that it, it, it never was intended for you to just be able to reach over two feet and just grab this, this crap fuel. And then you're pretending in your head that it's fuel. And it's, I realized I'm like, I'm just not taking, I was, I looked kind of soft and puffy. You know, I had a good shape. I was a lucky woman cause I kind of tend to shape well, but it's like, I was soft. I was, I was puffy and, and my body didn't do what I wanted it to do anymore. Like I, it was a hard time running just all these different things. And so when I found paleo, I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. And I was married at the time still. And I was like, Hey, we're going to try this. It's like, I hit like a lead balloon. Like, yeah, <laughs> That's whatever. never going to work. Yep. <laughs> So I was like, you know what? I'll do this by myself. And um, you would think people would come on board when they see your body start to just melt away. Like sometimes they don't. <laughs> all this unhealthy. It, you didn't realize that you were carrying like all this nasty fluid that you're holding because every time you eat carbs, your body buffers it with water. You know, you just you don't know this stuff. Um, it was life changing for me. But the thing that I really want everybody to hear is that the process of doing paleo can bring you success in your life, can bring you money and can bring you love. If you can do paleo, oh my God, it is so easy for me to coach you to get through your blocks with money and love because doing paleo is about truth and it's about discipline. It's about taking action when you don't want to. It's about being persistent and staying present with what's going on with your life and your body. And those are the skills that bring you money. Well, and you're in the right frame of mind as well. You know, there's people that go to paleo and primal and are able to get off of antidepressants or really treat their anxiety naturally because they're not having the spikes in blood sugar, you know, right? We could, this is all about the brain, right? So how can you be the best achiever? 
if your brain and your blood sugar not working right and your adrenals are off and stuff is all over the place conflicting with one another and then being antagonistic to each other it it's going to bleed into this right so i want to hear even more from you on that especially some of the things that aside from like the puffiness and you know like de-inflaming after you go paleo and and the good stuff about weight and body what changed where were you mind and energy like and then what did you notice in the other ethereal worlds of the changes one of the things that i noticed is that i'd gotten and this was in the early days of those um i don't even think if it was called a fitbit or whatever it was i had the old one that was like the size of a deck of cards or something so i had this strap to my arm okay <laughs> and so what is it telling me i'm not sleeping like i'm looking at my sleep cycles and they're they're just crap like I'm, I'm waking up constantly. I'm never getting down into deep REM sleep. And you know that sleep goes in cycles. It's about a three hour cycle. So if you don't stay down for three hours, you never get down to Delta level. So you never get down to the sleep where your body actually heals your tissues. So your body can't reconstruct itself. So one of the biggest things I noticed is that I started sleeping. I, that, that was just, that is, that is, it is life-changing. There's a lot of people who have discussed that, that just sleeping can deal with depression, can deal with anxiety. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's healing, right? Like you said, you need it. We have to have it. You have to prioritize it. And I found at the time, like I was practicing lawyer, I, I ran my high conflict divorce law firm and, you know, talk about something that requires uh, massive mental focus. And so what I found is, is when, when I cleaned up my body, I didn't have, I used to have all the time. I don't know if anybody's ever had these, these big knots, like almost like Bernie knots that would just wedge under my shoulder blades. And the, the longer my day went and the more I was in court and the more stress I was got, they would just pile up there. And I just thought, what is the matter with me? Like, how old am I that like, I feel all squinched up and scrunched up. It's like, I was just collapsing on myself. When my body was cleaner, I had more energy. I was literally able to buffer all of the crap around me. It's like the stress, I became kind of more like waterproof. Like when you see a duck, if you drop water on a duck's back, it just kind of rolls off. You know, I I didn't realize how porous I was. I didn't realize how much of that stuff was coming into me and getting stuck in me until I started to make these changes in my life. It's really... Amazing when you realize, you know, well, and here's the thing you were accelerated aging before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, we, we, I was, I was, you know, and so I've been there and I've seen the turnaround and it's pretty amazing how things bounce back. Um, as you go down this road, <clears throat> where's the turning point of, all right, I mean, listen, it's really a tough, bold risk to stop doing something like run your own law firm and to do something else. You know what I mean? That's a big step. It's a big yeah. risk. And obviously people hearing you, but oh, she's a risk taker and a badass. I get it. But ah, uh, that's a thing really when you built something like that, people don't just go, I'm going to switch gears. So tell us about that. They don't. And you know, what's funny is, is <laughs> and when I get around other lawyers who are still practicing, they kind of gather around me like flies and they're like, tell us the story about how you escaped the law. Yeah. They all want to get out. I know. That's why I wanted to go to law school. But then years later, 
so many lawyers like three years in were like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, okay. it's true. Yeah. It, you know, the, the, and I will tell you, and this will sound strange, but it's, it's true. One of the tenets of my coaching is you do one thing the way you do everything. When you are doing something like, like going paleo or going primal, I'm not going to lie. It takes discipline. It takes focus. It takes courage. It takes choice and it takes conscious choice continually. Well, guess what? That's exactly what it takes to change your career. That's what it takes to leave a marriage that's not working. So when I did this process, when I looked at myself and said, you know what? I started off, I'm like, we're not having sugar for 30 days. And I think the back of my head cursed me out. Like I don't, it, I don't think that sentence went well. No, <laughs> it never does. Yeah. Did not go over well. And then the more resistance I felt for myself, the more I realized I had to do it. Because I was like, you know what, aside from the fact that I know sugar is like more addictive than even cocaine, I was concerned about the fact that I wasn't fully in control of myself. If, if myself could back you got addicted. Me, yeah, yeah. It's addiction. Yeah. It, I, I've been there. Being a sugar addict is no joke. It's just, you can be kind of, fun, you can be functional. So you're not in an alley doing a nod out from heroin, <laughs> but it is, but I like what you said, because that's a good thing for everything. If you notice something that you're so resistant to quitting, that wouldn't kind of, you know, that possibly would be good for you or <laughs> then you got to look at it. Cause then it kind of is a little bit of an addiction. You have to break, you know, it totally is. So my part of what got me to really a different level is seeing myself do it. Seeing myself go day by day, going through the withdrawal in the beginning, getting through the fog, getting through the headaches, you know, putting the screws on it, saying, no, this is what we're doing. And then coming out the other end and then day six, seven, I'm like, wait a second, I feel better. And then at day 12 and 14, I'm like, this is amazing. And then the, you know, that amazing moment when you eat fruit and you realize that actual fruit is sweet. Too sugary. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that. Like, Cause here's the thing. I sweet. Yeah. You're like, you're, it's a mind blow because you're like, how is it that I am rejecting this when this would be piling handfuls in my mouth beforehand? Yeah. You, you see there, it wouldn't have been sweet enough. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, I, this is kind of strange. I remember I, you know, that moment when you have the yogurt, cause our artificial yogurt is like a sugar factory oh, and you disgusting. just put a, a spoon of yogurt in your mouth and you're like a baby. You're like, la, 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 la. It's <laughs> like, what is in this crap? <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. It is. So, so that process of, oh my God. So it's one thing to think you're a badass. It is another thing to have the wherewithal and the ability to make a decision, to face the truth, to use the discipline, to take the actions and then to see the results. So when it was time for me, when I realized that everything in the universe had been constantly telling me, my law firm was just sucking the life out of me. Like I was so not connected to my clients anymore. They were very much in victim energy. My employees were exhausted. The, the attorneys around me were just, I used to call them evil, lazy, or crazy. And in worst case scenario, all three, those, that was just evil, lazy. And that was how I set my retainers. If you think I'm joking, I'm not. If I would talk to people and I'd say, okay, well, who's on the other side? And they tell me the name. I'm like, okay, well, they're evil and lazy. And that's basically a factor of two. So here's your retainer. And then they tell me another name. And I'm like, that's evil, lazy, and crazy. You're effed. You're, you're just effed. I, I'm like, if you have a rich father, you need to go start sucking up now. Cause, right. Because it's going to take a lot to battle that, th all three it, of that. It's just, we're about to do some David and Goliath work. You need to start, <laughs> start 
laying in the stones because it's not going to go easily. So it was so tiring for me because everybody around me was in a position of not wanting to take responsibility and wanting to blame something else and someone else. And you know what paleo and primal is? It's a hundred percent responsibility. You responsible for your results. Yeah. You, yeah. You put it in your mouth. Right. Or you don't put it in your mouth. That's it. That's, that's all you. Yep. Unless you're a baby. That is <laughs> yeah. all you. So you see what I mean? So I, this is why I, I, I sat and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really have to reach the paleo people and explain to them that I can show you how paleo can bring you the money and love you want. If you don't have the money and love you want yet, but you can do paleo or primal, you are seconds away because I can show you how to bootstrap it. Because if you can do that, you have laid that foundation. And more importantly, when you start talking about the brain, the brain is very much, the brain doesn't like to think. People don't realize this, but the brain doesn't like to do new things. It likes to refer to old patterns or templates or programs. If you did the work to build a template or a pattern for paleo or primal, you have built the template and I can use that template and give you the money and the love on top of it. You have the foundation. That is the brilliance of the life that you've chosen. I love that uh, you're connecting a few things that most people wouldn't. And so people might be listening and going, all right, that's a leap, paleo to love and, and money. Okay, well, yeah, we get my mind will be better off, more energy, therefore I can succeed more, whatever. But I know there's some more philosophy behind that. So I'd love to hear you expand on the connection between paleo and love or paleo and abundance. Okay, so I'll start with, with the one that people will have the harder leap with, which they'll think, well, how in the world are you going to get from paleo to love? <laughs> okay. So, cause yeah, I'm, I'm rolling up virtual sleeves over here. Cause this is good. I'm, I'm cracking knuckles. Love is acceptance. Another really good word. If you're trying to replace the word love somewhere, it is acceptance. It is total acceptance. So true. When you have total acceptance, you have love. Now here's the trick. When you're in a state where you're blaming or you're outsourcing responsibility, you are not doing acceptance. That is not you and acceptance. So when you have, now go back to what I said, the little template in your brain, when you're eating this way, when you're saying, hey, I'm going to be conscientious about how I'm eating, you are taking responsibility for it and you're accepting where you're starting from. You're accepting that you had a sugar habit. You're accepting that it is easier to stop at McDonald's. You're accepting that it is faster to go ahead and grab that, you know, package of pasta off the show, but you are accepting the truth that you know what, that's not good for you. I'm loving myself. When you love yourself and take great care of yourself, do you know what happens? You become available for other people to love you. Most people do not realize this, but the biggest block between them and love is that they're not loving themselves. When a person is healthy, they are showing them and you that they are loving themselves. You take good care of that which you love. And that spans everything, romantic, interpersonal, business relationships, all kind of love exchange is right, even between children, animals, whatever. And um, I love this. I want to expound on this. And you and I have talked about it privately before, but um, it's not that 
alphas, males, or females, or high achievers that are confident, or even betas that are confident, um, people, sometimes, you know, there, there really just is a big difference between outwardly confident and inwardly confident. And inwardly confident is a must to try to develop. That doesn't mean that Tanya and I both don't have days where there's insecure moments or a scenario or a, or a rough weekend. That's, but it's, but it's so rare and it's, it's far and few between and it's, it's a uh, very few bad days. And so the work on the inner confidence, because if you're not, it causes problems in all kinds of relationships. And so I'd love you to talk about that. Yes. And you know, what's funny. And as an aside, by the way, Guess why people eat sugar and crap anyway? Because they feel bad. Like, do you see how this starts to mix into a circle? Like when your emotions are on a pretty even keel, okay, you are not then using food as an antidote to how you feel. So when you, you see when you're doing that work, so when she's talking about the inner confidence, you've heard people say, you know, self-love. A lot of times I, uh, self-love is the bedrock, but I tend to use the words self-worth, self-trust, and self-confidence. They're interchangeable, but they're easier for you to understand. When you feel worthy, when you feel valuable, you take good care of you. The energy about you is actually healthy. It is magnetic. It is attractive. That energy says, I'm good with me. Now watch this because this is the fun part. Most people are, most people don't feel good about themselves and they're constantly afraid of being judged or criticized. When they get near a person who feels accepting, who doesn't feel like they're judging or requiring or criticizing, they feel comfortable and safe and attracted. That is your connection. When Mm -hmm. you take the judgment off of you, when you put the acceptance up on you, when you raise your value, the little circle around you feels very safe. That attracts people into you. I love that. I love that so much. It's so true. And you know, I, my, my best friend from high school, who's a guy, I was actually the best man in his wedding. (laughs) Um, the best woman and, um, wonderful, wonderful guy, wonderful wife. Uh, he, I, and this is what I want to say about inner confidence too. You can be confident to the bone and not be the most talkative, if at all, sometimes the quiet person. And so it's not about the, you know, Tanya and I have different energy. That's obviously like, Hey, let's talk people. There are people that are not like that. My best friend is one who he can confidently do presentations and publicly speak, but for the most part, he can also really be that guy who's at a party and he's in the, uh, standing over to the side, not talking to anyone and totally fine with it. Completely comfortable, not weird, not awkward, not like, not talk. you know what I mean? Just observing. Now, you know when what you get is? one of those, that's, that's real John inner confidence Wayne. right there. <laughs> that's real. That's, that's, that's John Wayne confidence. Yeah. John Wayne wasn't a talker. He was just, he just carried he just himself. Needed to be in the room. That's right. He just was himself. He just needed to be in the room. When you're an introvert, please hear this because so many extroverts are teachers in the public eye. So L and I are teachers in the public eye like that, but introverts, oh my goodness, you actually can make a lot more space for people because people who remember, most people don't feel good about themselves. So when they get near my energy, which is a very big energy, it's a very big, bright, I'm like a tigger. Basically I'm like a big orange tiger (laughs) that just kind of bounces. So 
So people get near that energy. There are people who, who can just be naturally intimidated by it. When you're an introvert, you actually leave a lot more space around you energetically. That's very attractive to people. People can get closer to you. So yeah, good point. It, open it up to you maybe sooner or more. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's so, but it's all about how you feel about you. Right. I mean, it sounds obvious, but if you don't like you, why should I? You, and you know, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, don't. Oh my, yeah, if you don't like yourself. Well, and I always just say, and it's really true though, you, mm, I like to be around people who enjoy their own company. You, you people who want to be entertained? Like if somebody, if anybody says something like, you know, oh my gosh, if any, I, don't, I don't have friends who get bored and friends who constantly need entertainment. I'm, I'm just like, you don't have enough going on in your life and inside of yourself that you, you constantly, I mean, four-year-olds need to be constantly entertained. So, and I tell people, I did a really good training on this. Um, if you want to know how your self-worth and self-love and self-trust is, just go be alone for an extended period of time. I, I agree with that. You <laughs> Yep. If you notice you get wiggly, you get frank, you get needy, you get leany, you get something. That's the sign that you're not comfortable with the inside of you. So you're looking for some external validation, some external distraction. You, you want to be not with you. Yeah. And also, um, so I, on that note, I actually went to an island I had never been to. I didn't know anyone on for an entire month by myself and, mm-hmm. um, of Kauai. And, it was awesome. And I also met a wonderful friend. And so, and, and got to explore some stuff I probably wouldn't have without that new friend and still yet had a great time. I mean, I wouldn't do that eight months of the year, maybe. I mean, you know what I mean? But, and that's a month is a long time anyway. But still, even if you can go away for a weekend and not be connected and just be with yourself and start to get into that habit. Because the when the constantly entertained thing is very interesting, and I'm glad you said that. And it's not that people who are active and out there and like to be out there in the world are uh, insecure, but sometimes a sign of insecurity, inner, you know, inner insecurity in someone because people can be outwardly confident. Sometimes mm-hmm. that sign is someone that constantly who can't sit still, who, like yep. you say, can't receive love. Watch yeah. how they receive it, not give it. Someone who is constantly kind of can't they're, they're always bored, right? They need to be stimulated all the time. That's not being okay with oneself sometimes. So that's something to look out for. It is absolutely something to look out for the, the ability as a whole nother show. If we're going to talk about the ability to receive love, because the biggest, one of the biggest things going on today is that everybody is so focused on giving, but giving, I'm sorry, everybody, but giving is actually about control. When you're giving, you're in control of the situation. When you're receiving, you are not in control. You actually have to surrender to receive. That is why alphas and high achievers tend to have a very hard time receiving, asking for help, and and being in the open hands. I'll see what I re- what I get from you. They they want to be the giver because the giver is in control. Right, over givers too, which. Yep totally guilty myself occasionally that I know I mean I'm also giving I mean I'm that's my lot in life to help people I wouldn't have written my book if I, you know of course but still they're 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 in the past I noticed like ooh I'm 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 not receiving but yet I'm a great giver that's a little bit of a conflict I'm not allowing also people to express what I get to express to them right that's not very fair is it 
That's yeah. exactly right. And usually when you find that is that the, the person tends to build, you build around you what you expect. You repel from you what you're not expecting and you attract what you expect. So if you start getting into a place where you're constantly giving, 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 you will attract takers. And the funny thing is, I'll say something very radical. People look at the world and they see all the takers very clearly. Everybody who's just entitled and spoiled and demanding stuff. And, and we're all very quick to say, oh, they're this and that. And that's terrible. They wouldn't exist if there weren't overgivers. Yeah, good one. Bust, busted, oh, everybody. <laughs> we're all busted. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, I used yeah. I, I promise you I used to be one. No, I wrote I, a good training on that. The dark side of of giving. And it's it's the over everybody knows what it is. It's the mother during the holiday who gets up at 3 a.m. to cook, doesn't sleep, doesn't eat, the food is on the table, won't sit down, won't take a plate. Everybody feels everybody feels actually slightly guilty. Like we're not actually happy because we're worried about the giver. We're worried that the, and and that person is actually they want that. That's what they want. They want the praise, the center, the that martyrdom, like you're just the greatest grandmother, mother in the world. They wouldn't be happy if they were to just sit down because they wouldn't know how to receive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. I am, I feel grateful to have, I was sitting with a friend one time years ago and I just love this comment. She made, we're just like chilling, staring, hanging out. You know, when you could just sit there and stare in a space with a friend and be totally comfortable. <laughs> you're not even talking. You're just staring, hanging. And, uh, we had like gone on a walk or something. We came back. We're just literally staring and, uh, in her living room, sitting on a couch. And she goes, you know what? I'm really good at hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> And to this day, it's like 17 years later and we're still laughing about it because, um, you got to be good at it because that's the relaxing. That's the part of the sleep. That's part of being present. That's part of tapping into spirituality, the unknown and the other things that are part of being successful and generating success. So you got to be, uh, preferably, you know, there's a balance, right? But you got to swing. And I didn't used to be that person long, long time ago. Um, but I love staring at a fire for hours. I love Stuck and stare at a wall, floor. Just I love being with my own thoughts. That's it's so nice to be there. That's fun. That's really um again, enjoying one's own company. The work to get there is worth it. So I want to get into some of the work, but I want to jump into abundance for a second. Yes. And talk about that. And let's hear about, you know, listen, there's classic, you know, and I've interviewed people before about this, and oh, they're all different. You know, it's the person that walks by the harbor and sees the yachts and goes, "Ugh, must be nice. And you're like, oh, you're never getting a yacht yep. after you just said that. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I'd love to hear like some of the, you know, the, the, the thoughts, the objections, the blocks that you've heard from people that are classic um, or sort of some random ones, um, some beliefs that maybe some people out there can go, ooh, yeah, maybe I need to look at that. Oh, I can tell you some, some good beliefs that alphas have that are entrenched. Um, some common ones, and this is this is one I've I've had is there it's it comes at too great a price that money and success is not safe. It comes with too much obligation because alphas are wired to rescue. It's one of our we have we have four things: we resent, regret, resist, and rescue. But rescue is the big one. We rescue people. Remember that's that overgiving because we like to be in control. So the trick is is that you're running around. And you're rescuing everybody. So if you get to a higher level of success, it occurs to your brain, the template that's running your brain. If you have to rescue 10 people at this level, if you go up a level, you have to rescue 15. You go up another level, you have to rescue 25. 
So there's this feeling that it's not worth it to, to try really hard and do whatever I have to do to get ahead because I don't get ahead in the net in game because I still have to be there for everybody else in the universe and nobody else is there for me. Yeah. I love how deeply you're defining some of the things and thoughts behind, um, yeah, people like you and me (laughs) and in general, just alphas and it is something you notice. I mean, I remember, and, and that is where, mm, get into this for a second. I love that that is where some betas and, and non-alphas can really teach us some things. So I'd love to hear also some things that you've learned from the other side, you know, that was able to reflect what you now know as, ah, now I identify with the, the those, cause you, you are, you're an alpha and expert, alpha expert. So, yeah. you know, you see that plane. So take it from there. Yeah. You know, one of the things, probably the biggest thing I had to learn and I'll say it out loud. And then people who are listening will be like, oh, I'm so glad she said that. Um, I, we do alphas. We too, we have, we have a superiority thing. So we really just kind of naturally think that people who are, um, soft and not willing to do or try, we, we don't like them. We have a natural contempt. It's very much, I've described it as we're kind of an apex predator and you don't <laughs> find yeah. crocodiles Shark. being, you know, really laudatory toward rabbits. They just, don't do it. They're like, Oh, a rabbit, you know, it's, it's for food and it's weak and soft, but I don't see what other use it has. And so one of the things that you have to learn is, is that even though you're a high achiever, everybody has all the pieces. So the people who aren't wired to be high achievers still have that ability. And the people who are naturally wired to be high achievers still have the other side. And when you are contemptuous toward those who are wired differently from you, it's just a way of hating part of yourself. Mm. So I used to be very contemptuous toward the soft feminine. I thought, oh my God, Soft, worthless, whiny women. What in the name of all that is good? <laughs> my word. And that was my journey. I really had this. I really helped people get into this, this plan. Like I help alpha women shift gears because when you don't shift gears, you're a hammer and everything's a nail. And that's the reason why they have a lot more divorces and they have a lot more problems getting and keeping a good man because they're the man. <laughs> it's no room to have a good man when you're busy being him. So you have to really learn that these other sides have really good values and you really have to train yourself. And it's hard. I I need a coach to do it. This is what I coach people to do, to find the value in the people around you. This is what people are trying to do, by the way, when they talk about diversity. I don't like how they talk about it because so often they're just talking about color, like the way they make ads. And, you know, I saw an ad. I don't even know what it was for, but they had an Asian woman. They had a mixed black woman and they had a white guy who looked a little gay. And I was like, well, I guess they covered everything. You know, I'm like, I don't even want to buy yeah, your every product. stereotype just got thrown right up on that billboard. Yeah, yeah. And just threw them all at the wall. Let's see what sticks. We're, we're scared that someone will say something. I feel really <laughs> bad for people who sell products to like one particular demographic. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. I mean, what if you just sell products for black women's hair care? Do you need to stick a white woman with red hair in there just for general principle? I, I don't know. Um, so I'm not I'm not good with that. But when you talk about let's get let's get you into appreciation for skills that you don't have. Right. That other people have. That makes you 
better. It makes you stronger. It really does. We we talked about this on the Women's Empowerment Summit, which, by the way, yeah, riseupkickass.com. Um, and you can watch Tanya and I do a video where we get more into some women's empowerment, just solely women alpha stuff with all this stuff we're talking about now. We'll get a little deeper in some different stuff. But I... Um, and, and and like you probably, a lot of alphas often attract people who need to gain confidence, right? Which is yep. where sometimes rescue can come in, but sometimes you can have really lovely friendships because there's a, a, a give and take with what they offer you. And what I've noticed with a few of my female friends who didn't speak up for themselves mm-hmm. and needed to learn that from me, mm-hmm. but what I learned is, is in the process of them sort of being people that didn't speak up, what they did during those moments of conflict, let's say, where they were silent. And even though it in their gut needed to be balanced and wasn't right, we don't always speak up. There's times to just, right? The level of diplomacy, right? And, and their advice on how to handle certain things were supremely beneficial. And so it was an, it's been an interesting thing to see over time. They get more and more kick ass mm-hmm. and they totally rise up. And then I also, in all of the years too, have learned, all right, that's when to just, you don't. And also maybe that's when you don't have to bark back on that one. Got to choose a battle, um, you know, or just certain levels. I mean, it's not that I'm not a diplomatic person. If I've been in business a long time, like, of course I, you know, have a great reputation. I'm not, never been fired from a job, but still, Still, and you know what I'm talking about. So I'd like you to touch on that because what we can learn from like what you said, introverts or or even beta people who aren't as innerly secure as we are, maybe we can teach them that, but oh, they give back some good stuff. You know, it, one of the measures is watching how you react to that person. So do you immediately want to rush in and take charge of them? Are you in a place of contemptuousness? Are they, are they feeling bothersome? Because here's the trick. When you see stuff, this honestly is true. When you see stuff and you're very mouthy about it, a lot of times it is because the part of that is that is in you, you're afraid of it. You do not like it or you're ashamed of it. So as I have become a safe place for soft women, I have become better in my own feminine, which means that I'm a multi-tool because I have the mask. Okay. <laughs> I can put on my boots and I can fight. I'm a warrior. If you could got me in the courtroom, oh my goodness. Like I look like a Valkyrie. So it's awesome. <laughs> but I could also negotiate. I could hold somebody who was crying. I could hold quiet conversation. I could keep myself in a small place when somebody needed me to be smaller because they weren't as big as me. So it is so huge to be able to change gears, to be adaptable. When you get to that spot, when you can, when you don't have to defend yourself, one of the the milestones I've passed in my life now is that I don't try to convince people anymore and I don't defend myself as much. If somebody needs to be right, right, they can be right as long as I'm happy. I really, I used to, that was one of those old, you ever heard that phrase? Do you want to be right? Yeah, better be happy than be right. <laughs> I always wanted to be right. I always wanted to be right. If I told the truth. That's, that's uncoached alpha. I used to be that too when I was younger as well. But then, you know, um, and here's the thing too. So the things, especially like with family members or long-term, you have people that you're like, all right, well, 
you know, sometimes there's not a choice or you know that there's a certain behavior or whatever. It it becomes when you be, when you transform into that, you don't care if they say something crazy. You don't have to like, you just let them have it. It's like, you don't care. You're just like, it's, that's totally wrong fact, but you're not yep. even going to say it. Just like, yeah, just it's, it is so much more enjoyable. There's no, it's just because there's just no need to be right. You're, there. You're, you know what I mean? Your cup is full. Somebody taking a sip is not a problem. Like if you have a million dollars in the bank and somebody steals a hundred dollars from you, it's just really not a big deal. If you have $112 and somebody takes a hundred dollars from you, you need to go fight. So, so this is the filling yourself up. This is the filling yourself up. So when you have these skills, when you can tell my, my coaching is three steps. It is massive truth, massive action, massive transformation. We tell the truth in the beginning and that truth is going to hurt and suck. And it won't be things that you're terribly surprised about. It's just stuff that you won't admit, you won't look at, and you don't discuss. But you got to start there. And that's what you do with paleo because it's everybody's point. When you start this journey, you have to tell yourself the truth. Hey, I'm a sugar addict. Hey, I'm 30 pounds overweight. Hey, if I keep eating this way, I'll probably die sooner than I want. That's not pleasant. But that's where you start. And if you don't start from there, you won't keep going. You won't keep going. And this is how this all connects to, you know, your money. For, for crying out loud, the, the ability to make money, people don't realize this, sales is actually about self-trust and everybody is in sales. I don't care what you think yep. you do. Everybody's in, you're selling, if you're a wife, you're selling your husband on where you want to go to dinner. If you're a child, you're selling your mom on letting you go out to the party. You, everybody's in sales somehow. And sales is about somebody reading your relationship between you and you. If they read that relationship as solid and trustworthy, they then take your referral to buy whatever's in your hand. So if I love me and I trust me and I'm standing here with, I don't know, Goodyear Michelin tires, you feel (laughs) safe about Goodyear Michelin tires because I'm offering them to you. Basically, my authority in myself transfers to whatever it is I'm selling. Well, you just you just gave a great shout out to Goodyear tires. <laughs> I did. I'm, they I'm better write you a check for that one. We're just gonna edit it out. <laughs> I want some tires. I want some tires. I want them. Actually, you know what I want? I want the the doll. If they have any of the, the Michelin doll, I want. I'm serious. I'm gonna. You should wait. You know what? We'll send them head. the bit. You should be like, be like, queue up to you know, 42 minutes, Goodyear, and listen to what I have to say about your company. Send me a doll. <sighs> Don't make me do it. So that's, there's your thing when you, people, people think it's like, oh my God. Yes, it is true that by eating this way, you develop discipline and habits because people will come to me and I do the business and business planning and coaching. And the trick of the matter is I've given, I think it's three people, million dollar ideas and none of them acted on them. And I wanted to punch them (laughs) in the face and steal my ideas back. And it's because they don't have the internal discipline and they don't believe in themselves. They don't have the confidence. The idea was so much bigger than they see themselves that they could not show up for it. Yeah. Listen, fear of success too. I shouldn't be afraid to show up sometimes. That's crazy. And I I get, I've had it. I've had moments of it myself. I get, I get it. Alphas are more afraid of success than failure. Actually. Interesting. Yeah. In general. 
We're more afraid of success than failure. And they have uh, something what's called the imposter syndrome that you have that. Remember I was saying in the beginning how my life looked really good on the outside. Oh, right. Yeah. That's goes back to appearances, which I've talked about, right. Where, um, yeah, you try or, or just hiding shame, right. Cause then it's an appearance of something and yeah, you've got to work on that. You know, especially the youngins, man, if we could look back and talk to our old selves, our uncoached alpha selves, we would have that conversation deep. Yep. I would have that conversation. I'd be like, you know what, just tell the damn truth and fix what you need to fix and do that now. And then you won't have to worry about somebody discovering that you're not what you're, what you look like. That's really the best solution. Instead of trying to figure out more creative ways to keep people from discovering that you're not what you look like, just let's go ahead and just build who you want to be, you know, more success, less struggle. Let's just choose it. You really can do it. If you can do primal and paleo, you can do money. You can build a business. You can change the relationship. You can leave the relationship that's draining your soul and destroying your children. You can do all of these things because you already have truth and discipline and action and perseverance. You can do that. How do you move from... When, you, when you're when you starting to get into this, you know, and you're new to this and you recognize, you know, from clients, um, there, there's, there's, look, people are coming to you because they're like, I need, I need to change something. Right. So I'd love to hear some of those one eighties. I mean, we're all, we're all works in progress. There's never a full, right. It's always going, but still like some, some real transformations where obviously you had a couple of examples just now where you gave the million dollar ideas and no one stepped up. Uh-huh. I'd love to hear some step ups. Love to hear some of those. Yeah, I still want those ideas back. I'm I I'm a lawyer and I'm still I'm still trying to figure out like not just take my own idea back. Like, is that inappropriate to just kind of repossess my own idea? Um, you know, one of my favorites is uh an alpha that came to me who was um in school, she was on welfare, she had two boys and she was having issues because, you know, she's talking to me about getting the coaching and her older boy had just, he'd hit the age, I think he was like 13 or 14. And they just, they, I sh- that's just the whole story. He was 14. That's the whole story. He decides he's going to go live with his dad, which means not only is she going to lose that child support, but she's going to start paying child support. So it's like, she couldn't have gotten any poor. She just mm. couldn't. You know, that's dark. That's, that's down in the dumps. That's down. In that the is dumps. pretty, that is pretty much down. And so I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm speaking light into her and I'm speaking possibility into her and I can see who she is and she's magnificent. And I'm like, you have got to stop accepting this BS about who you are based upon where you are at this exact moment. And if you want to come work with me, you're just going to have to step up. One of the things I tell people, which is funny is you can have your 20 problems or you can have one problem. And the one problem is find my money. <laughs> Nice. And so she went and took uh, her coaching money from her 401k. And if you ask anybody, oh my God, like I'm sure three people just wrecked a car somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> right. They're like, oh, that's like the dumbest move in history. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, right. So 30, I think it was 36 days later, she had multiple six figure job offers. Love it. That's what happens when you change. I mean, I'm very much a teacher from universal energy that things changed for her the minute that she said yes. And she committed, she changed in how she felt about herself because so many, especially with single moms, they will spend any amount of money for their children and nothing on themselves. 
If my right. coaching Invest- was investing their- in yourself, yeah. Yes. If my coaching was for their children and I showed them what it was going to do, they would, they would go, I don't know, dance on poles. They would get it done. They would get it done. Here you go. This is for my children. Yay. But when it comes to, this is for you. It's not for your dad. It's not for your mom. It's not for your children. It's not for your job. It's for you. This is how you're going to grow you. This is going to get past your blocks. This is how you're going to start to feel good about yourself. That's the big ticket. You know, and she still go, she still coaches with me. And, you know, her next goal here is $250,000. And I'm like, and she's just, she's going to get there. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm laughing and you know, she's, she's a, she gets to text me. And so I constantly get these hero texts. Um, another Mm, one was I had who we saved her marriage, which is just one of my fun things to do as a divorce lawyer. Um, is, is go on the other side now and start to help build them instead of break them. (laughs) I used to take businesses and lives apart and now I put businesses and lives and marriages back together. So, you know, she came to me and she tells me, I have a great testimonial. She actually videoed this for me. I I told her to shoot me like a one minute and it was like 19 minutes long. And she's like, when you told me all this stuff, I honestly thought it was kind of BS a little bit, but I'm so glad I went ahead and did it. Her husband, she said they had the kind of marriage where they had the roommate marriage and he wasn't listening and she would do little little petty things to try to get him to pay attention to her. And the only thing she would get would just be nastiness. And she said to me, and she's crying, and she's like, my husband likes me now. She said, he invited me on his hunting trip. Because she this likes is the, her. The boy's <laughs> yeah. hunting trip, you know? And he got mad with her the other day, she said, because, because she was upset about something and she didn't bring her problem to him. Wow. I'm like, and she said, we laugh now. She goes, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but we laugh together again. And we haven't laughed for years. And she goes, our marriage was headed for divorce, you know? And, And that is because we changed her internal structure. We changed how she thought about herself. We changed her self-worth and her self-love and her confidence because she was one of those overgivers. And it also changed her children. Her daughter is one of the um, most beautiful pageant girls. Now she's gotten herself a full ride down to uh, Alabama. But more importantly, her daughter and her are getting along. They like each other. And her daughter broke up with a boy who was being abusive. And she told her mom, this chokes me up. She told her mom it was because of the changes that she'd seen in her. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that because I was just literally talking to my mom the other day about this because something really killed me many years ago after the OJ trial, actually. Um, I heard something where one of the jurors was interviewed later and said something or someone asked the question of, well, hey, I guess you got to your decision, but I'm just curious, what did you think, though, when you saw the beaten photos of Nicole, you know, prior to the to the alleged murder? But like, you know, what did you think of that? And uh, this makes me want to cry. Her response was, well, what did he, what did she do to make him mad? <gasps> and and I literally lost my shit, called yeah. my mother, because, see, I was raised by a woman who said, if anyone ever raises a hand to you, you run, walk, you're gone, goodbye, you don't look back, that's the end of it. That's it. You never, I mean, it was almost like, it was the strongest declaration. This was like, I was pretty much being like yelled at by my mother at that moment as a <laughs> young person to, you know, it was like, Oh yeah, I get it. What a difference in being empowered and having inner confidence. And if you don't have a mother like that, you need to be mothered 
by other women and other alphas who are coached like you or me or not, we're not, yeah, I'm not selling that. I'm just saying it could be friends that have that energy who are going to empower you if you have been disempowered by women in your life. I can tell you that in, it was my first year of law school. I had a man try to kill me. Oh my God. Um, and he was, and this is such a good example for people intellectually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm super smart. And I appeared, you know, what else talking about that external confidence, I appeared externally very confident. I did not love myself. I did not think highly of myself. I attracted a predator. And once I attracted him, I couldn't get rid of him. They're, 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 they're sticky like Velcro. Um, I could not figure out how to get rid of this guy. And in the end, that was literally the only way it came down to the epic battle. And I fought and he didn't kill me and I got away. And I remember locking myself in the bathroom and I started to laugh and cry hysterically because I realized I was free. I made it. And I was so excited because I was like, if I went to the police and they saw me, they would get me away from him. I just remember that thinking. Okay. So I want you, if you're listening to this right now, please understand that just because you're smart and you're confident does not mean that you will not attract crap to you if you don't do the inner work. And I did not know what that was like because these predators are very practiced in treating a woman like a princess. And so you get attracted. It's like they put honey out. They, they could call you in with sugar. They put <laughs> honey the honey out. Honey you know how yep. they come right back to the sugar? You, they call you in with the sugar. <laughs> it's a, it's, damn it, it's just everywhere. It's insidious. They call you in with the sugar, and then there you are, and you're lapping up the sugar, and then it kind of gets a little bit less and a little bit less, and you're kind of digging in the bottom of the honeycomb. And then one day there's no sugar, and there's a rebuke, and there's a correction, and you're not good enough. And that hooks into your underlying belief that you're actually not good enough. And before you realize it, you're stuck and you don't know how to get yourself out of it. Cause remember you're an uncoached alpha. You don't know how to ask for help. You see? So it was really, I, I credit that as one of the best experiences of my life because it qualified me to be a badass divorce lawyer, an amazing coach. Because I can look at women and say, no, you need to leave. And no, I don't want to hear it. And yeah, I've been exactly where you are and worse. And if you stay, if you stay in a place where you don't value yourself, you will attract people who do not value you to show you how you feel about you. That was how I felt about me back then. So different now, 20 years later different. And, 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 you know, of course we're talking about one specific type of lesson you might learn in a scenario like that. There are also an abundance of others that maybe, you know, just be, you know, you might learn so many layers within each thing. They're not always, you know, just cause you like attract someone crazy. doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means there's something you have to look at within yourself that you're not okay of, or that you're hiding or, or that you're not drawing boundaries about. Mm-hmm. That's another one. There you go. Um, I want to go on forever, but as we're nearing the end here, let's talk about how, well, first of all, you have a great, amazing free gift for the audience. So let's talk about that first. Oh my gosh. So this is really exciting. So as you can tell, listening to me, I get excited about this. Like I, (laughs) I I do like what, like, yeah, I, I actually, and I figured this out several years ago when people came to me and said, what can I do to get self-confidence? I would send them to do primo and paleo. Because I was like, I want you to do this. 
And they're like, oh, it's really hard. I'm like, yeah, I know that's the point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. You need to get, yeah, you need to like master mouth to anus and just figure out like your own self with there eating. You go. So figure there it you out. Go. Yeah. I'm like, I need you to do this because when you do this, you will then have the belief in yourself that I can take and bootstrap to get you the business, the money, the love, the sex, the happiness, the health, the life, whatever it is you want. But I need you to have enough wherewithal in yourself, enough of a base and foundation in yourself that I can have something to work with. And the truth of the matter is if, if you can't not put sugar in your mouth for 24 hours, probably when I give you a piece of hard advice, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Just, just saying, just, yeah. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> just saying. So I built for you guys, um, an inner circle. It's called the paleo and purpose inner circle. And I'm inviting you guys to join that inner circle for free. And I'm going to teach you how paleo can bring you money and love. So does that sound like a good deal? Uh, That sounds amazing. And we will definitely put the link in the show notes, but why don't you go ahead and speak where we can go to find that? Yes. It's fearlessfocuscoaching.com forward slash paleo. So fearlessfocuscoaching.com forward slash paleo. And you will get in for free to Paleo and Purpose Inner Circle, where I'm going to talk more and teach you more about how you can bootstrap what you've already learned, what you've already invested to get to the money, to get to the love, to get unstuck and get unblocked. And thank you so much for doing that for us. And I know it's because you also feel like it has enriched your life. Obviously, the way you talk about it, it's just thank you so much for for yeah. giving back to our audience on that. Um how can we connect with you in other ways? I mean, aside from, you know, the social media links, et cetera, how can we work with you? And, and how can we, you know, people listening are like, I need to, I need to talk to her. (laughs) I need to get help by her. You needed to get, (laughs) and that's actually true. I mean, my people and Elle is this way. She's magnificent about this. There are coaches that believe in scarcity. And then there are coaches that believe that, you know, I serve who God sends and literally God sends people to me. And if I see that God sent you to me, there is nothing that I will let reach you. And there's nothing I won't do to teach you. So if you feel it and you just need to talk to me, you want to email me at alpha women coach at gmail.com. And that's women with an E alpha women coach at gmail.com. That is so wonderful. We will put everything in the show notes to connect with you Uh, It's amazing. And also you can, like I said, go to riseupkickass.com and watch my video interview with Tanya about women's empowerment specifically when we get uh, more into these topics. What would you like to leave our audience with today? You know, I would like you to be cognizant of the fact that what is easy to do is also easy not to do. And you have developed the ability to do something that's hard. Let me help you take that tool and put it to use in the other areas of your life that you want to work better. So easy. That's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tanya Stewart, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Thank you, everybody. Hey, 
Hey, everyone, to all of our Whole30 friends out there, visit primalkitchen.com forward slash Whole30 for a special gift with purchase on our latest and greatest Whole30 approved items. Remember, sauces, dressings, toppings, that makes healthy eating exciting. We have a whole collection of Whole30 items that are super delicious, making an elimination diet like Whole30 easy and flavorful. So this is exclusive to special Whole30 friends. Don't miss out on a chance to collect on this awesome Whole30 deal.